411-LIVE. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. 411-LIVE. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. I'm Beverly Taylor. Normally, we focus on sex trafficking, uh, bringing awareness and furthering the discussion about that serious topic. But at this point, the coronavirus has risen to the top. So we are going to tackle that. And we have been for the last few podcasts, and we may do it for a few more. Um, Nobody's immune to this. Everybody is affected by it. You know, you may have it or had it or you may know someone who had it. You may know someone who died from it. It's all around us. We have a new normal. You're wearing gloves, going to the grocery store, mask. I'm sure everybody's donning these when you're going out and about. We're all affected. The safer at home um, order is affecting all of us. We are not doing the things that we used to do. And it has really affected the businesses, the small businesses, the restaurants, the hair salons, um, all these, the the cultural places that we used to go. Most of them are non-essential, so they're closed. We're not going there. So we're going to talk about this, the effect of the coronavirus on small businesses. And we have two guests joining us now, and I'm really excited about it. They're joining us, of course, through Zoom because we are practicing social distancing. Um, First of all, Antoy Johns, she is the owner of Transcending Salon and Spa. Welcome to you. Lisa Caesar, she is the Chief Operating Officer of No Studios, and welcome to you. Hi, thank you. First of all, ladies, you both have, as I mentioned, non-essential businesses, correct? Correct. So you are, your doors are closed. They are closed completely. So when you, absolutely. Now, when you had to face this issue, was it when the governor announced the order of the safer at home and the non-essential, or did you kind of know or feel that this was coming down the line? Um, I kind of had a feeling that with the direction that things were going, that it would come to a point where it may be limited. I never thought that it would be completely shut down. Um, And the funny thing is we were actually in the salon working on that particular day when we were told we had to be out by a certain time. And everyone knows within the salon industry, um, Friday at five o'clock is when it, everything is really picking up. So it, it just was really, you know, trying to deal with getting out that day and then put, wrap your mind around what are we going to do for the next couple of weeks? Will it be a couple of weeks? Will it be longer? You know, it just it, it really took us by shock. Yeah. And how about you, Lisa? Well, although our business is in Milwaukee, I live in New York, and New York is a bit ahead of the curve in terms of uh, the coronavirus. So New York actually, I believe, uh, instituted a lockdown maybe about a week or so before Milwaukee. So I anticipated that it would be coming, um, but it really was an overnight event. One day we were open, and the next day we were completely closed, both our business 
and all of the tenants in our building are unable to get back into our building. Okay. So I'm thinking about this. Um, I'm thinking about all of the emotional things that kind of go into this. I, what do you do? Uh, and uh, Antoy, as you, was, you were mentioning, how long? Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks? What do you do? You've got all these customers. And Lisa, you have all these members. And with membership, you know, you, they're supposed to have access to the uh, operation. Uh, I would, I, well, I'm, I'm imagining, I'm trying to be empathetic here. Uh, some of the emotional things that you guys went through initially. Very emotional. Um, with myself, I have 12 or 11 other stylists that work inside the salon. And immediately my thought was, what are they going to do? You know, and how, how do we, how do we move forward? You know, I can't expect them to take care of certain obligations if they're not allowed to come into the salon and work, you know, so you, you have so many things that you're juggling, not just, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to work because you have so many people depending on, you know, your operation, you now, you know, adjust and try to figure out what everybody else is going to do. You know, you try to help problem solve for not just yourself and your family, but now I'm considering 11 other families and, and what the next steps will be and how can we move forward with um, the closure. Right. Now, uh, most people have an inkling of what a salon and spa looks like. Uh, Lisa, would you kind of briefly tell us about No Studios? Right. So No Studios is a destination for creatives in the Pap Brewery Complex, and it has a few different components. One component is a screening room. Another is we have two bars on two different floors. Um, it's an entertainment space. It's an opportunity for folks to gather and completely dependent upon in venue, <laughs> you know, activation. So it actually represents the exact opposite of social distancing. So overnight, our business literally became illegal. I mean, it was impossible to do business overnight. Our entire um, set of revenue streams uh, evaporated. And so, um, you know, we have the exact same problem as every other small business that was first, um, how do we take care of our employees? Um, and then second, how do we survive beyond literally the next two weeks? So it was very, uh, you know, it was traumatic and emotional and you have to problem solve in a in a rapid fashion. So both of you have businesses that um, require that in-person kind of um, uh, aspect to it. You know, uh, it's better if you're together. And we are saying, don't be together. So how do you maneuver this? A, a, a lot of questions are coming into mind. First, let me get, let's go back to this. You guys have tenants like in the salon, you have people who rent the chair, right? Correct. And um, in no studios, you have tenants who ha they have their operation within that building. So now what do you do? I mean, they can't come in. Uh, is rent still being paid? Uh, how, how do you maneuver all of that? 
Well, for so me, the, the, go ahead. Sorry. You're fine. Go ahead. Well, for me, the, the first thing that I thought of was excellent communication because information was coming at us the, rapidly and everything seemed to be changing almost on an hourly basis. So my first thought is as I'm able to get information, I need to give it to my tenants and employees and our equity owners. And so that was, you know, I would say for the first week, I was just constantly consuming information. I was on all of the uh, webinar calls, um, you know, in Wisconsin, I was paying attention to the news in New York. I was speaking with our equity owners. Uh, I was organizing, I organized a tenant uh, call, uh, conference call. So the, it was really just about getting our arms around and talking to our bank, our lender. It was really information gathering and information giving. For the, for the first week. That's the only thing I focused on for the first week. Boy, how about you? That's pretty much the same here. We created a um, group chat and pretty much uh, we had two different individuals, myself and one other young lady that did a lot of research. And I um, was closely connected with someone um, inside of Wibic and they were giving me information on the different loans and grants that I could pass on to the stylist and um, like I said, like she said, just gathering information and giving it out because it was like pretty much that was the only option at that point, at that point, you know, cause you really didn't know. And everything was just, like she said, changing on a, 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 a very fast pace. It was changing hourly, daily, you know, we would get information and they would say like, for instance, we right away went and signed up for the SBA loan. Well, when I went to sign up for the SBA loan, I was having to, it says apply, said apply here, but I had to actually print out the paperwork and load it up. By the time one of the other young ladies went to do it, she was able to do everything online. So it was a rapid change on the processing of everything, the information, as well as the, the process to get the information to the specific entities. So it just, it, it was just, for me, you know, it was just really almost overwhelming because like I said, you're not only dealing with, you know, getting the information and giving it out. It's really, what are we going to do? You know, because with, even with all the information, you still sit down in the evening and you wonder what are we going to do and how are we going to make it through this? You know, and, and with me, I, I think we were very optimistic, um, believing that, you know, even though we're, we're reading certain things and we see the reports and whatnot, knowing that, okay, this is the debt, you know, made at the time, April, you know, the end of April was the day that we can go back, but we were just hoping and praying that something would happen and the curve would flatten and, you know, we would be back in full swing because for a lot of the stylists, you know, this is their only source of income. Mm. So one of the mm -hmm. other things that we have started discussing and things that I have discussed with them over the years with getting multiple streams of income, you know, we've now, you know, realized that the importance of that. So um, in gathering information on how to function during this, it's also gathering information on how to function after it. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, the federal government with the, the stimulus, the $2 trillion stimulus and the uh, aspects for small businesses, the grants and the loans and and then I'm hearing, you know, they ran out of money and they're waiting to infuse the 
the uh, stimulus with more dollars if the lawmakers can come to an agreement. And so people are kind of sitting there going, okay, well, what are we supposed to do here? Um, I want to talk about, uh, I see the challenges. want to talk about how you guys have stepped up to the challenges. Uh, I hear the how you're talking to each other, whether it's Zoom or another platform, you're staying in touch, you're getting the information out. Do you find yourself having to come up with ideas, uh, ways to be creative? Because I, with no studios, I'm sure events have been canceled, you know, and Antoy, you've told the clients, hey, you can't come. Um, there are a lot of unhappy clients out there, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very unhappy. <laughs> I don't know what our hair looks like. (laughs) But have you come up with creative, have you found yourself coming up with creative things that, you know, maybe you hadn't thought of before? Yes. Um, For example, Zoom. Um, I am actually implementing a service on Monday where you can do a Zoom consultation um, to kind of, see where you are, you know, the struggles, because I get so many texts, phone calls, emails, inboxes, where it's getting kind of overwhelming. So it's a, you know, just a push for me to say, okay, and it may have been something I should have been offering all along, but this is just one of those situations where you try to look and see, you know, the bigger picture and mm-hmm. say, it's, it's a rainbow on the other side of this. And what can I do right now to, because for me, I love what I do. You know, it's, it's my passion. So it's not just a financial burden. Um, it, it also affects me mentally because this is my, every day I go to work, it's my, 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 my outlet, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm missing that. I, I expressed to someone the other day, it's almost as if I was ripped from my family, yeah. you know, because I have a, a very close relationship, not just with the people that I work with, but also with my clients. You know, a lot of my clients have been my clients over 20 years. And I love them just as much as the clients that have been my clients for a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's really difficult on that aspect, that side of it, um, more so than the financial, because fortunately um, with myself, I was able to start, you know, I start, you know, I save and I, you know, you prepare for a rainy day. You don't know that the day is actually months, <laughs> but, you know, you thank God that he gave you the wisdom to one day say, hey. I need to take some steps just for just in case. But um, but yes, back to the question, um, it has caused me to not only um, I I should have been selling product for the last 20 years and I never took the time to sit down and do it. Well, and during this crisis, guess what I have done? I am selling products. I do a curbside pickup, (laughs) you know, so, and I I work that through my social media platform because a lot of my clients are connected to me through social media. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, the salon, you know, I have the salon business page, so I'm able to reach out and let them know that, you know, we do really care and we want them to be able to maintain during this time. So we're offering things like that. Some of the young ladies at the salon that um, create crowns, wigs, they're offering is uh, custom uh, curbside services for that as well. So we're trying to really be creative outside of the salon. I personally have picked up a couple network marketing uh, things because, you know, we, we have to survive. Right. At the end of the day, you know, there's 
thank God for technology. There's other ways to um, definitely can't touch anyone's hair through social, through social media, but I definitely can, you know, have conversation and um, with the retail uh, platforms for the product, you know, I can also have some source of income during this time. So wow, those seems- are some of the creative things that we have come up with. Yeah, it seems like yeah. um, it, the coronavirus and the safer at home order has just kind of, well, it's it's pushed you to elevate your business. And like you said, some things that you probably should have been doing before. Now it's a necessity. And when we come out on the other side, you're going to benefit from that. I like that. Lisa, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. I want to hear about some of the creative things that you and your team have been uh, doing in the last, what, I guess, couple, three, two or three months now. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. We're talking about the coronavirus and its effect on small businesses. And we have two uh, wonderful representatives here, uh, Antoy Johns, who is the owner of Transcending Salon and Spa, and Lisa Caesar, Chief Operating Officer of No Studios. And when we left, we were talking about some of the... um, but the creative things that the coronavirus and all of the things that we have to do, um, because as you know, non-essential businesses have had to close. So what do you do? Um, but, you know, people are figuring out ways to overcome that. Antoy told us about some of the ways that they are using. And Lisa, I wanted to get back to you. I wanted to find out what you and your team have started to do. Right, so our path is is very similar to uh, very similar to Antoy's in that we really had to uh, innovate and and change the way we thought about our business strategically. So our business was very uh, Milwaukee centric, and all of our events were in our venue. And I began to reimagine those studios and think of it as uh, actually a global. Uh, platform um, because the internet has no uh, boundaries and we replaced our in-venue events with um, uh, uh, online events and we started inviting participants from around the country. So what we have now are a series of uh, online events. Uh, Typically the presenter will be an artist, uh, content creator, uh, from New York or LA, 
and they will do Zoom-based skill shares uh, that you know can be accessed by any member. Uh, and then we have uh, typically a moderator for those skill shares from Milwaukee. So we still have that Milwaukee connection, but we're actually able to broaden our platform by incorporating uh, participants from around the country. Uh, and then, so that that's actually been incredibly successful. Um, and then we're doing a variety of, of kind of cool things on our website, which we've completely renovated uh, to make it open, accessible, um, and uh, relevant for an audience that's that's much broader. But it it was a it's it has not been an easy journey getting to this place a lot of trial and error, and I think that that will continue. Uh, but it has opened up opportunities that would not have been available to us uh, if we hadn't encountered this difficulty. Wow, this global idea, what you're embarking on, that's fantastic. Yeah, we actually, we have a part of our website where we invite uh, submissions from people around the world, and we've gotten submissions from uh, South Korea and Africa. I mean, I guess I just, when I thought about it, you know, there is no reason why we can't invite participation from around the world when we're all in the same position and, and on the internet. Right, right. And, you know, with uh, No Studios, that whole idea of introducing people, you know, to Milwaukee, I mean, you're really doing that now. Yeah, we're fortunate that John's network um, is, you know, uh, all of these folks are not working, you know, folks that we would not ordinarily be able to get time with because they're traveling, they're working 14 hour days, they're all on pause. And so, you know, that's the upside to this tragic situation is that folks that would not ordinarily be available to us have all the time in the world <laughs> <laughs> they can just sit and talk, you know, for an hour. And so we're taking full advantage of that. Um, and again, it's just, as uh, Antoy said, I wish I had thought of it sooner. Um, there was no reason why we couldn't have done this a long time ago. I just didn't have the bandwidth or the imagination. Uh, but I'm hopeful that when we recover from this, we can keep this program uh, going. Yeah. And I should mention, you mentioned John, John Ridley, who's the founder of No Studios, uh, award-winning screenwriter for 12 Years a Slave and uh, much, you know, there's a lot to his credit. So um, he is the founder. So that's great, too. Um, native of the Milwaukee area. I, you know, we talk about a lot of times I hear people saying, you know, I'll be so glad when all of this is over so we can get back to normal. But what I'm hearing from you guys is more of we will get back to a a normal, but it's it's mm -hmm. not the past normal. It's it's a, a modified normal based on the things that you've learned during this era, th during this time that we're dealing with now. So now you have many more things in the toolbox, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. I always I, I mentioned to the young ladies that we'll go, get back to our new normal. Yeah. So and yeah. we'll come back better than before. So that's one of the upsides to it. Taking out a lot of time to do. We we've 
actually got a lot of certificates so far. <laughs> so when I do trainings, I pass it on um, so that they're certified in different because there are a lot of different products that, you know, take certification to do. And because we were constantly working, you know, everybody thinks they don't have time. And one of the things that I've expressed to them, we have a lot of time right now to better ourselves. Mm. So take advantage mm. of it. That's great. And, and they've great. been, we've, we've been tag teaming and, and getting it done. So I said, we'll come back to something, something better yeah. on the other side of all the this. idea of using the, the time that you have now, this lull, using it wisely. That, yes. that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about small, you know, small businesses and the things that they're going through and this, you know, closure of non-essentials, although you guys really are open for business, but it's just in a different form. Um, but I think about all the things, uh, you know, a lot of people right now are going, what can I do to help? You know, I love going to see Antoy Johns and Transcending, and I love going to No Studios and enjoying the rooftop lounge and all the activities there. What can I do at this point to help them? What would you say to them? Well, a lot of my clients have reached out and um, asked me that those questions um, and what I have done, I, I ask them to definitely participate in all the endeavors that I'm putting out there, which is one thing um, mm-hmm. I have had, I, like I said, with the being creative thing, I've had raffles where I was, I give away products. And the funny thing is a lot of times the people will, I had a lady one day, she, they were a dollar for the, the entry. She sent me $25. She said 20 is for a seed and five is for my raffle. So you know, just the outpour of support, you know, from, from different individuals, um, cause monetary, cause the thing about, about it, the rent is still having to be paid. So, you know, the fact that people are willing to reach out and help is just like, it, it really does something for me. Um, you know, where you think that you just get up every day and you go and, you know, you touch people's lives, but right. you don't really realize how much you impact people's lives until something like this happened. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a lady inbox me the other day and she said, she's not going to wait until my final day to let me know how much she appreciates me. She's going to show me now when I can you know, benefit from it. So um, when people reach out and they ask, what can they do? You know, I, I, because of the person that I am, it's kind of hard for me to just really say, hey, you could do this, but you know, I had to even so that part of this the process that's going on now, a lot of self-development is taking place because um, like I stated to someone yesterday, people need people, you know, and I'm learning that, you know, I have to if 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 God tells someone to bless me, I have to accept. Right. You know, instead of me always wanting to give, 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 I'm I'm learning at this point right now to accept what um, is taking place. So um, when people contact me and ask me and I just, you know, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of my response. And um, that's pretty much pretty much where I am, you know, just supporting my different endeavors as, as well as, you know, whatever, you know. Right. Right. I was looking at uh, the small business, um, I think it was the BB, the Better Business Bureau, and they were talking about ways to support small business. Buy a gift card for later. 
uh, skip the refund and take a rain check, commit to future work, shop online, mm -hmm. look for virtual classes, get takeout delivery, or, you know, uh, Antoine, in your case, that uh, curbside pickup, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> write an online review about yes. this place. Yes. Um, like or share on social media. Tell your businesses that you appreciate their work, which is what you just mentioned. So all of those things, could you guys, been, you could benefit from virtually all of these things, right? All of them. And one of the things I have done, um, when you mentioned all of that, I have, since we've been shut down, I have increased our following on our business page on Facebook by 2000 because I daily reach out to different ones and uh, ask them to, you know, share our page. Right. I um, have, we've done the review thing. And I also have added on my website, a place for the gift card purchase. So that's excellent. I, yeah. Lisa, you want to jump in there? All these things work for you yeah, guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the, I agree with absolutely everything uh, that was said. The one thing I would add is uh, the creative community, um, you know, in Milwaukee and across the country has really been devastated uh, by COVID-19 because they depend uh, entirely on uh, social interaction. Uh, almost entirely on social interaction. And many of these artists and creatives are freelancers and they're living from paycheck to paycheck. So I think one way to, to help our community, uh, many of the creatives are, are members, uh, is to view our online performances. Uh, we have a Facebook Live uh, takeover series where the artist or the creative, typically a musician, uh, takes over our uh, Facebook and gives a performance. We always have a donate button. Uh, no Studios uh, does uh, pay for this content. So the artist is, is always benefiting from a No Studios perspective. But taking the opportunity to view the performance, donate, uh, you can go to our website. And if you uh, uh, reserve uh, the opportunity to see the performance, and donate, the money goes directly to the artist. So I think that's one way to both enjoy fantastic entertainment, uh, but also to, to benefit the creative community in Milwaukee. Very good. You know, I was reading something where they were saying that some businesses will not survive this. Um, and they were focused a lot on restaurants. Um, it sounds like you guys won't be in, in that number. Uh, you have come up with creative ways of sustaining yourselves. But I just wonder, through all of this, all that you've gone through, all that you've seen, you know, that initial shock um, of what you were going to, uh, the initial shock of the challenge that you were going to face. Getting to this point, what have you learned personally? Well, for me, I, uh, again, I live in New York, and so I remember vividly 9-11 uh, because I was working in the financial industry at the time and living very close to the World Trade Center, and then also the financial crisis in uh, 2008. I almost feel that those uh, big events have prepared me for this one. I mean, nothing can prepare you for a pandemic, but 
I, I feel almost as if, you know, this is another crisis that we just have to get through. And I think so I'm pulling on knowledge that I think I learned from the previous two major crises, both of which were horrific in their own way. And, and I, I think it's very important uh, to maintain one's poise, uh, not just for yourself, but for all of the people that are depending on you, whether it be family, employees, equity owners, members, and communities, and find a, a way to um, just day by day conquer each challenge as it comes. I actually don't uh, have uh, the complete confidence that we will get through this. I think that's just the reality. I think information is moving quickly and there are circumstances that are just absolutely beyond our control. And I'm very honest with our, our staff about that. Um, but I think, you know, we can only do what we can do and take each day as it comes. And, you know, every morning I have the list of challenges that we have to confront. And every night I try to take stock and think, did I make progress? And, you know, we survived another day. And I think if we survive enough days in a row, we'll, we'll make it work. But this is an incredibly challenging environment. And I think we just have to, you know, do, do the best we can um, and hopefully not, be, um, not surrender to, to the events that are outside of our control. Wow. I, I, you're being realistic. And, you know, I hate to hear that, you know, we don't know if we will survive. I pray that you do. But I understand completely. Antoy, what, what have you learned personally? Um, like I stated before, uh, one of the things that I, you know, some you you learn, you learn things that you already kind of tapped into, but you learn to really um, hone into it, like the fact that people need people. Um, and I know in order to survive something like this, it's not something that I can do on my own, you know. So I, I teamwork is is one of the most essential things during this time, even for like I stated before, the mental aspect of it. You know, there are days when they're not so good, you know, but to have a team that come in and we chime in and and we encourage each other. So I'm I'm really learning to appreciate the, you know, the people that are surrounding you more so, you know, and I, and I, before I definitely, you know, I thank God for them, you know, I, I appreciate them, but you, you gain a greater appreciation during times like this, when people are really there and supportive and, um, different things. So I, I, I'm really learning to create an environment that allows everyone to bring something to the table. You know, because that's how we problem solve. Yeah. Um, so. We're all in this together and we yes. need each other. So I pray that uh, on the other side, that your businesses will survive and thrive. And um, I'm very impressed with the, the creative things that you have implemented so far. So I thank you very much for sharing your stories with us and giving us an inkling of how the COVID-19 is affecting your businesses and how you are kind of maneuvering through 
the challenges that you face. So thank you very much. Antoy Johns, owner of Transcending Salon and Spa, and Lisa Caesar, uh, Chief Operating Officer of No Studios. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. And I want to thank you for also joining us for another edition of the 411 Live. Of course, we are a nonprofit organization, and you can find more information about us on our website, the411live.org. And if you are so inclined to support us because we are a nonprofit, uh, we would appreciate that too. I mentioned that um, we normally uh, focus on human trafficking, specifically sex trafficking. And if you want to see some of the previous episodes on that, you can find those on our website, on YouTube please subscribe and all of the um, podcast platforms that you may have Apple podcast, uh, iHeartRadio podcast, you'll find us there. iTunes, we're there. So for now, we thank you for joining us and please stay safe. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. I'm Beverly Taylor.